Hi, it's Scott Rockfile back with another podcast review for you. Going to talk about the 2016 film 24 by 36, a movie about movie posters. I had never heard of this movie and was browsing HamiltonBook.com one day, looking through all the cheap Blu-rays and 4Ks and books and CDs they have on that site. And no, they didn't sponsor this, but I mentioned it more than I should because, well, I get a lot of stuff from them cheap that I haven't heard of that I watch and go, I should review that. So this is a documentary about an hour and 20 minutes long about movie posters. And if you have any interest in movie posters whatsoever, go see this movie immediately. Now, it's been out since 2016, 2017. It's available on DVD and Blu-ray. And it's available on several streaming services when I checked. Um, Kevin Burke, the director, and his team put together a pretty good documentary. Um, this is going to be a fairly short review because you need to watch a documentary to find out what it's about. Um, they do interview some pretty famous movie poster people and the uh, offspring and or spouses of some pretty famous movie poster author people. Um, some of the artists that made some of the most iconic, they go into that. If I can, if I'm going to knock the movie at all is we could have a little more history because it seems like the history, which is good, they really do a good job on giving you the history of the movie poster, but it's it's very brief. And then we get into the second half of the film, which is the death of movie posters when we got into Photoshop 90s, and then the resurrection of screen printing and artistic movie posters now and what they're used for and the collectors and all that and how it's kind of brought back movie posters. Um it feels like the movie's weighted towards that more than the history of movie posters. They kind of gloss over it. They do hit with some specifics, like it seems everybody was inspired by the Raiders of the Lost Ark poster, and who wouldn't be? That's an incredible poster. Um, but otherwise, that would be my only knock, is that it spends a little more time dealing with modern stuff like Mondo screen printing. Uh, there's a big collector's movement of those kind of posters, and they're... 24 by 36, whereas classic movie posters was a little more 30-something by 41 or something like that. Anyway, it's a good documentary. I found it was very entertaining. It was authored very well as a Blu-ray. It looks good. Uh, it was an interesting 5.1 mix. Most all the vocals and sound effects comes out of the front, and then there was like this soundtrack that kind of felt like not really part of the movie that was just going on in the background. It was... We're going to mix it this way so we can say it's in 5.1, but it just sounded like everything was in mono except for the soundtrack, which was all around you. But what do you expect from an hour and 20-minute documentary? On the Blu-ray, there's also about 30 minutes of additional interviews, which I can see why some were not included. They weren't the best interviewees, and, and being someone who interviews people, I get it. Um, but they could have at least taken parts of some of these interviews. There was some really good stuff in there. So if you do rent this or get it on Blu-ray or DVD, do watch the extras, the 30 minutes of extra um, interviews with collectors and artists. Gives a little more insight into this. As someone who got into Mondo stuff, Mondo was a company of artists, a group of a collective who wanted to bring back the idea of things like this. Now they're heavily into... Uh, Steelbooks, posters, and vinyl uh, with specific covers that are done by specific artists for different movies. Um, and they're big collector's items now. Um, they go for a lot of money in the secondary market um, if you can get them when they first come out. They're doing movie posters of older movies 
um, for anniversaries, for Blu-ray releases, for all sorts of things. Um, I'm a little was a little into that, but it was still interesting. I didn't realize it had become such a thing. Like I connect, collected Mondo Steelbooks for a while until Mondo just started re-releasing movies that already had Steelbooks. Like they got heavily into Marvel, and all the Marvel movies have already been released. We don't need a third or fourth Steelbook for some of these movies. Um, but I did collect the first 30 or so Mondo editions that had unique artwork that was screen printed, created for the movies, and officially licensed. A lot of these are. Um, they go back to the movie companies, the producers, the production houses, and say, you know, an artist says, I want to do this, and there's an anniversary coming up, and we're going to do T-shirts, we're going to do a new po movie poster or whatever. Um, they get the rights to do it, and they do it. Um, and they're usually very limited run. And you get them when you can. And if you're a fan of some of these movies, the posters are quintessential. I mean, they're sometimes better than the original posters, especially for movies that came out after the late 80s. Because in the late 80s, we developed Photoshop. And all of a sudden, in the 90s, movie posters up to today are just basically floating heads with a background. Uh, maybe some other characters or people on horses or whatever, but it's really just a lot of floating Photoshop heads where it used to be artistic. They make some very good points about why movie posters went away. Some people thought they were unrealistic because you'd see this amazing movie poster and then the movie wouldn't live up to it. I get that. How many times have I bought a record album or a book based on the cover and been disappointed with the content therein? But I don't know. Movie posters, to me, have always been something. I look at a movie poster and it's going to pull me into the movie. And I haven't felt that way in, in decades. I used to collect movie posters in the 80s and 90s. And I don't now, um, just because these days there are very few movie posters that just make you go, wow. Um, I really like the Godzilla Minus One poster. But I do like what Mondo is doing. I do like what a lot of these um, artists are doing. And the resurrection of movie posters, it'd be great if movie studios would buy more of these and not just for uh, boutique special editions of certain movies and that kind of thing. It would be nice. And some modern movies have enlisted some of these artists to do classic-type movie posters, and they look fantastic. So maybe we'll see a change. But anyway, it's an interesting documentary. Like I said, 24 by 36. It's available on streaming services, on Blu-ray, DVD. Um, it's not a bad little documentary, not a bad way to spend an hour and 20 minutes if you're interested in this. If you're not, well, it might bore you to tears, but... I couldn't find anything uh, even remotely like it on YouTube, so that was interesting. Um, it's won a few awards and that kind of thing. It's been screened at certain places. Like I said, I felt it was very well done if it would be perfect if it didn't skim over some of the history. We could have a little more history uh, to go along to balance all that we have on the modern stuff towards the last half of the movie. But it was definitely worth a watch, and... I'll pull it out every once in a while. Like, I've got a good friend who used to buy, sell, and trade movie posters. Uh, she would be very much into this film. So I'll hang it around for, you know, people like that. But I want to check it out. If you're into movie posters, 24 by 36, a movie about movie posters. A lot more podcasts are on the way. Thanks for uh, your patience during the holidays. Kind of took some time off. Watched a lot of things. So there's a lot of podcasts coming. I'm Scott Rockfile. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to a podcast and have a spectacular one.